Ah, good morning, folks. It's 9.08 and um, September 28th, it is. It's a Thursday edition. Our monthly update with the uh, mayor of the city of Athens. Steve Patterson's our guest today. It's the party line on WATH. Sixty degrees right now outside our studios, and uh, you know it's uh, this is going to be kind of a weathery day, if you know what I mean. It says uh, chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely impossible. A thunderstorm after 11 a.m. mostly cloudy, with a high near 70. South wind five to seven miles per hour. Chance of precipitation 70 percent today, and. Um, so tonight, 50% chance, and it goes on and on. But um, but uh, Saturday, they say mostly sunny, so yay. All right, the weekend is, uh, is right around the corner. The mayor of Athens, Steve Patterson, good morning. Good morning. Whoops, I don't have your mic on. There we do it. Good there morning. Good morning. There you are. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, you're here. Yes, indeed. You know... Um, um, the city building. I heard something about there's some renovations needed there, and the city hall, if you will. Which, folks, if you're not sure, certainly you should be. But uh, the city parking garage, right behind Chase Bank, and then across the street from it is the city hall, right? Right. And then on the corner is First Presbyterian. But um, there's some some uh, some projects underway regarding the city building, right? That's correct. And what do they consist of? Well, first of all, next year will be the sesquicentennial celebration of the city building. It'll be 150 years old. And I was about to ask sesquicentennial because I, okay, 150 <laughs> years. Yeah. Got it. Well, it's interesting. I first heard the term sesquicentennial when I was in the Air Force 1985 yeah. in San Antonio, Texas, going through yeah. training. And Texas was having his, its sesquicentennial. Right. And it's like, right. what in the world is sesquicentennial? Anyway, uh, so we've already begun some improvements in the city building most notably the renovation of the conference room in the city building, which is now called the Edward and Maddie Berry Conference Room. Is that the uh, the room uh, closest to the front on the second floor? On the first floor. On the first floor. So just as you I come into the city building. I can't think of a conference room on the first floor. Yeah, it's, uh, it, just as you come in the city building, it's that room to your right as you come in. Oh, that used to be something else in my day, back when I was on city council and all of that. Really? Yeah. Uh, but anyway. So it's uh, it got a makeover, and now we're, we have plans for returning the bell up into the bell tower mm -hmm. and having 
a four-faced clock uh, and the clock mechanisms put back in the, the clock tower as well, which will be nice. Um, and then we have to... Now, will this be an atomic clock? Well, it, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it certainly will see, be... See, the courthouse has a clock too, right? Oh, they do. They do. And interesting and factoid... what if they differ? <laughs> well, here's the interesting factoid. If you remember, the four faces of the courthouse clock were just never in sync with each other. They, oh, yes, that's They always right. had different times. You know, you looked at it and you thought, okay, well, is that the time in Tokyo? And then this one's the time here in Athens. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Is this like a world clock kind of a thing? Well, come to find out, the clock mechanism that is in or was in the county courthouse clock tower mm -hmm. originally came from the city building. So way back when, they migrated it for reasons unknown over to the county courthouse, hmm. served up there for a long time. And then um, within the past couple of years, the county replaced that clock mechanism because it didn't keep time. And there was and a they fellow, couldn't get um, it corrected. There was an expert clock man there from is. Logan. It, there, he still is in Logan. Yeah. You know, he had worked on it. He worked on the clock that sits in front of the Southeast Ohio History Center. Oh, yes. And uh, so anyway, um, they transitioned to a uh, state-of-the-art clock system that's up there in the in their belt or their clock tower that's basically what we're going to be putting in our clock tower as well as it Neat. won't be the, the old antiquated and illuminated mechanisms. as well oh yeah who knows i mean <laughs> depends on the budget yeah uh, but that's going to be happening then we're going to you know re-weatherize the exterior we need to do some some uh, talking point work mm -hmm. on the the community center or the city building rather you know, you know the other thing is Everyone refers to it as the city building, you know, which is just kind of a boring name for what is really city hall. Yeah, I've I've always chosen to call it city hall, but um, I, I've noticed over the years not everybody does. No, and it's really kind of interesting. I, when I was on council, it was yeah. always called the city building. Um, you know, if yeah. anybody out there who's listening can think of a more interesting name to call that building, uh, please reach out. Let Dave know. Let me know. Yeah, Where sure. Oops, let me turn yeah. down my phone. Mercy. Um, there we go. I got it down. Um, yeah, well, so anything uh, interior-wise really getting changed? No, okay. no, not at this point, um, other than we did overhaul the front conference room. Yes. It's, it's really nice. I think I've mentioned this before. I'll check it out. We uh, have a, a really a substan a substantial conference room table in there, which came from a tree that had to be removed over by East Elementary when the new East Elementary School was being built. Uh, they expanded their parking area for faculty and staff and in doing so they had to remove a, a tree that was about 160 plus years old um, and uh, when that was removed um, the log was going to be disposed of Stuart McDonald uh, and in particular Jay Hostetler when he was at Stumac saw the log lying there it's a walnut tree um, he asked if he could have it um, the school district gave it to him 
And with that tree, they had cut several slabs through the tree. Um, they had a slab that was 14 feet long by approximately four and a half feet wide and three inches thick. And it was turned into a live edge conference room table for oh, the city wow. building. It's, if you haven't seen now, it... My story is not nearly so glamorous, but uh, Bob Reimer, you know, he has had an interest in doing things like that too, our fire chief. And uh, back uh, when we were still at 300 Columbus Road, there were a couple old trees that needed to come down. This was before the demolition of the building. Right. And... Um, Anyway, they're now park benches. I remember the radio show yeah, yeah. when I asked you, Dave, what are you going to do with that log? And you decided, well, that was a while ago, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And you decided to donate it to the city, and we turned Bob Reimer. Yeah. Turned it into um, the benches that you see that are affixed to the planters in front of the city building. Right. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I've sat on those, those purposes. <laughs> Those are Dave Palmer benches. How about that? Well, anyway, all of these sort of little projects make for special conversation, you know? It's just cool. Yeah. Well, um, let's see here. Let's let's move on to another topic. Um, Recently, I had the, the CEO of Marietta Memorial and the chief of staff. Uh, sitting right where you are. And, uh, you know, for some time now, there's been all of this excitement across the street from our new studios here at uh, 223 Columbus Road. And they had just returned from Pennsylvania the day before um, where they, they actually walked through the new building. It, it's modular, folks, so it can put, be put together. What, what's that toy? Lego. Legos. It, it's like Legos. But um, they can put all the electrical. They can test the electrical. They can test the plumbing. They can test the like uh, oxygen uh, line feeds, everything in advance before it arrives in Athens. But then they disassemble it and bring it over here in 200 and some pieces, each the size of a semi-truck, I guess, or something like that. And so, um, Marietta Memorial, dropping the name Marietta, and just going with Memorial Health System. And, And, you know, I think of Holzer in Ohio Health and how great they are in our community already. Athens is really going to become a centerpiece for healthcare. It will, yeah, it is now. But it'll it's going to expand with this four-story freestanding emergency room hospital right across from your studio. Yeah, I met with Scott Cantley. Yes. I met with him several times. Yeah. I met with him when this was just the idea that they wanted to bring to Athens. Um, I was with him earlier this week and uh, Tuesday evening at an event out at uh, Pleasant Hill Winery mm-hmm. and asked him, you know, when might we start to see Lego coming into the city of <laughs> Athens? And he said within two weeks. Yes. Um, so we're going to see a, basically a convoy of oh my, modulars yes. coming in, pieces, 
and a very large crane, or plural, cranes. Yeah, they've got them over there now. Taking these pieces and plugging them together. Uh, and he had indicated that once they get rolling in a couple weeks, it'll take them somewhere between 20 and 25 days to completely build the hospital. Yes. Which is mind-blowing. It is. Um, so, no. When you think of all the special circuits and services that a healthcare system require. Right. Wow. Well, as you said, the oxygen lines. Yeah. So they had to make sure that that's all working. The other thing that Scott shared with me is the design unto itself that we're going to see a large number of people who come into Athens to see this facility once it's built out, which is great. He said they'll come from around across the United States. They're probably going to come from around the globe to come and see healthcare this curiosity, mo- this modular yeah. and how it was put together. Because as he probably told you, he said, this is 100% state-of-the-art. He goes, this is cutting-edge technology for building a hospital, a whole way, new way to do things. Well, um, when they were on the show here, they had just the day before toured and walked through the building on the grounds where it's being cons- um, um, assembled and tested and everything. And they were so excited. Yeah. You know, it was, it, it, they were just really thrilled. They're still excited. Yeah. Yeah, so, and we've talked about this before on the show. Dave, what I think you're going to start to see on Columbus Road is kind of an exponential growth mm-hmm. of businesses. Uh, I think a lot of the lots that are for sale are going to start Oh yeah, getting snatched up quickly. And look at what's happened just in the last um, oh, two weeks. Um you know, there's been um, Grandview Flooring um, that was acquired by Marietta Memorial or Memorial Hospital. And that building is now no longer. The car wash? The car wash. Which and, was Alvis. Yes. Um, and then I think Alvis itself is involved somehow or other. Um, the car repair shop. And then there's one more building. I don't know the status of it. But anyway, they're they're going to have different facilities all along that side of Columbus Road. Yeah. And it's uh, really kind of amazing. Yeah, it's totally amazing. And yet we're so proud of Oblenis and Absolutely. And Holzer. Oh, Ohio and Health is doing great work um, and continues to do great work. Uh, Holzer is doing great things in the city of Athens as well. You know, we've we've for a long time we've had a what was Marietta Memorial Health System here in Athens. Uh, there was a small clinic on West Union yeah, Street, back behind the uh, the dog park and next to the wastewater plant. There's sure, and those are going to remain, from what uh, I've heard from uh, the leadership for Memorial Health System. Mm-hmm. So that'll stay. Uh, but the hospital, again, will be a huge addition to the city of Athens. 160 jobs with uh, an average salary of about $130,000 a year. So it's, uh, that's going to be great. You know, we're, we're going to see some expansion of things going on at Quidel, which is out on East State Street, yeah. um, which is exciting as well, which is going to add new jobs here in the city of Athens. And that massive roof 
that they're reworking. It's amazing. It's a huge roof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Jackie O's, um, their warehouse is in there. Yeah. Um, Sun Power is in there. There's a, a number of businesses that are in that facility. Yeah. Fastenal used to be in there. They're not in there anymore. But uh, you know, that facility is it's large. It is uh, indeed. It has a, a substantial roof. So well, that's going on, you know, up in the uptown area. We're, uh, we've, there's been a closing on uh, the former Follett's building um, that the it's going to become Masonic Temple. You know, oh, I heard it's going to become hotel. I, I, I meant that. Yeah, I meant that. Not apartments. It's yes, going to be a hotel. I'm sorry. Uh, and then there will be retail on the first floor. Of course. So that'll be wonderful to see in the not too distant future. Uh, the armory, you know, we have the capital stack. We're going to, you know, uh, in in uh, a much greater capacity, we're going to see renovations taking place in the armory in October. The other thing that's going on, people may have noticed that Mount Zion Church is wrapped in plastic. Um, T, uh, T and I were at dinner last night together. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And uh, she's excited about everything that's going on for Mount Zion. And, you know, they've had this expert woman from California yeah. to help work. Um, and then she has three assistants from the Columbus area who are just thrilled to be working with the most famous woman in um, restoring stained glass. Stained glass. And uh, they they they've all been in, and they're they're just doing a remarkable thing there. So yeah, as those have been removed and and crated, mm -hmm. um, the city is storing them right as they're. Uh, continuing on this process so yeah that's exciting to me as well i know t and ada adams and a, a lot of people have been working so long and so hard to not only preserve mount zion baptist church but to bring it back to life again you know i am putting my full support behind them trying to get a a uh, appalachian communities grant right for that building um because with the Armory being a recipient of Round 1 Appalachian Communities Grant Program funding and to, to see uh, the successes and hopefully accelerated excesses, And successes. the unique history of that facility. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to say it's an automatic, but I think it's very likely to get that, um, that um, one of my grant. There we go. Yeah. So um, let's hope that's true. Yeah, it's so exciting. You know, um, there's a, a, another funding project. Uh, you jotted down in my notes today that there's $11 million in state and federal funding for infrastructure improvements. Now, you know, I've been... I, uh, some people didn't like the roundabouts, you know, when they first came to town. I loved them, okay? And now we have this unique one at the end of Stimson. And it really, once you get to know it, it's booming. Yeah. You know? Um, so the infrastructure, 
uh, I think of highways mostly. Is that the word you would think of mostly when you talk about this 11 million of state and federal funding help? I, you know, I think of roadways for sure. Uh, I think most people do. I also think, though, of what you don't see, the water delivery systems or your sewer system, your storm drains. Those okay. are all infrastructure. So, utilities. Utilities. Um, I would include in that, which this is not in the city's world, um, but I would include telecommunications, so fiber, uh -huh. uh, which it is in the city's world now because we have been using our ARPA money to have fiber connectivity between all of the city buildings um, and soon to have Court Street public-facing Wi-Fi, public Wi-Fi on Court Street. <laughs> you know, they showed me something last night. Up on our FM tower up on Peach Ridge, they have a camera and microphone. And 24 hours a day, you can watch the view. Peach Ridge. <laughs> well, n no, like on up toward p the plains. Oh. And oh. now why? I don't know. Well, and if they're listening, that's really weird. And well, you, know, you so hear what are you listening you to? Big horns and you know what I mean. <laughs> No, that's that's interesting. I didn't realize that. Uh, I just okay. I just learned about it last night. Now it's on my phone. I'll show you after the show. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I, I think I might rather watch grass growing. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> but why do they do this? I don't know. I, I didn't know that was going on. Oh, uh, well. So, anyway, so, some so that would be infrastructure as well, Dave. Broadband is infrastructure. Mm -hmm. um, uh, those types of things as you're looking at your community um in, in looking forward from the present on yeah 11 million dollars that we've been able to bring in for things like the uptown improvement project which is going to be making washington street and state street between college and congress have the same kind of look and feel that great picture, Dave. Dave is showing me the camera from their tower up on Peach Ridge. Yes. Okay. And it, and if I want, I can turn up the volume no, and you can don't. hear the traffic. So you're listening to 33? Yeah. Great. Uh, I said, why? But anyway, it's fun. Okay, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Uh so the Uptown Improvement Project, uh, another thing is going to be the... 682-56 roundabout yes. um, on West Union. In that area, um, uh, there's, there's more. Um, there's going to be a Stimson Avenue bridge improvement that we're going to do. We received uh, $3.4 million to make, to replace the road deck, but not just the road deck. We're going to put a sidewalk that goes over to Townsend Coffee which is on Rock Riffle Road or 25, County Road 25. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, the former old mill. That's right. We're going to put in decorative street lighting across the bridge. Uh, we're going to do some other interesting features, such as undercarriage lighting shining down on the river. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of light posts that have been installed in that Stimson roundabout that I haven't seen lit yet. Hmm. And... Um, I'm I'm kind of excited to see it lit because it'll just it's going to be another focal point in the evening. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know which lights you're talking about but 
Well, maybe I'm I'll wrong. I'll take a look. But anyway. Um, Fire station headquarters is down yes, there. The yeah. foundation is going in. Um, that's a project well underway. It's an $11.2 million project. You know, thanks to the citizens of Athens for voting in the affirmative for the safety services levy. So that's uh, that's barreling along. There's going to be some interesting features associated with that as well. I think I've mentioned this in the show before, but it's going to have a a clock tower cupola because um, it's going to be something that is going to be so visible. Where is this again? This is the new fire station headquarters oh, okay. on Stimson Avenue. Okay. Yeah, right off the roundabout. So another clock we have to make sure it stays on time. That one will right? be... Fully digital. That, okay. that one is going to be the atomic clock. Okay. <laughs> um, so, but we're also doing a art walk installation that'll be down there by the fire station headquarters as well for sculpture art, mm-hmm. which is something new in the city. Um, so you're going to see that. Um, the RFP went out for sculptor artists to, to submit their work. Um, RFP stands for? A Request for Proposals. Okay. So it's alerting those that are artists and do that sort of thing to, um, if they have an idea, present it. Yep. So that's going to be happening. The, um, another thing that's, that's worth mentioning, I think people have noticed, or maybe they haven't, but on Stimson Avenue, after the, the rebuild of Stimson Avenue, we, with all the new lamp posts that are on Stimson, which are lit at night, um, we put banner hangers on those poles. Mm-hmm. And currently they have veteran banners. So we're going to continue to expand banner options for people who are interested, organizations that are interested in having banners on our lamp posts. You know, currently the, the most notable that everyone knows about are the ones that are on Court Street. Um, we expanded that onto Richland Avenue all the way down to the Richland Avenue Bridge. Yes. Um, and so we're going to continue that effort um, with the Seems Stimson like Avenue out Bridge to, um, redesign. Out, um, it works. People yeah, enjoy Richland them. Richland Avenue, right. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious. How does one... Uh, how is it that they, they select people that could be on a banner? That I don't know. I mean, okay. that a lot of that runs through um, Judge McCarthy. Okay. Judge George McCarthy is involved in that. There's others that are involved in it, um, but it's basically, you know, if you would like to honor um, someone in your family uh, mm-hmm. from here in Athens, then you reach out and uh, there's a, a cost associated with it um, to well, have the banner. I'll, I'll get with George and we'll learn it. Yeah. Because I, I just wondered, I, I see so many familiar faces that I've known over the years or um, fathers or sons of people I knew. And it's just kind of a neat thing. You know, speaking of, this is probably worth mentioning on your show if you haven't uh, mentioned it already. Every year, we have the Athens Area Stand Down, which is an event out of the county fairgrounds. And it's an event where individuals who are veterans, um, 
um, can be homeless veterans or veterans that are struggling, mm-hmm. but also uh, um, other individuals who are homeless. So it's not just for right. veterans. It's at the fairgrounds where they can get um, all kinds of things yeah. um, from sleeping bags to ground mats to hygiene products to clothes to shoes Um, and then there's also all the service agencies that are there that can help with other things jobs and family services is there the va is there Uh, right again i can go on and on and on sure Um, and so that's happening october 6th it'll start at 10 a.m um Again, down at the fairgrounds. Spread the word I'll that I'd reading like to a do a show on this. Yeah. We've done it in the past. So I've actually gone down and helped uh, on two occasions, I think, but not recently. Um, it's really a neat program, it, folks. It's a great program. Yeah. Um, I'll be reading a proclamation declaring that day as Athens Area's stand-down day. Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, it just getting that out there, you know. Again, certainly wanting people to help participate and acknowledge that, you know, like everywhere else in the United States, we too here in Athens, you know, that we do have people who um, struggle when it comes to having a place in which to live um, or receiving services that they are in need of. So it's a, a great, great operation. You bet. Um, let's see here. Um, you recently attended um, Athens Forward, Appalachian Forward, something like that. Yeah. What was that all about? So Appalachia Forward is a conference that uh, they had their third conference, third annual conference. Um, the Voinovich School at Ohio University mm-hmm. is a major participant, but so is... Um, Ohio EDA, Economic Development Agency, uh, a lot of partners take place uh, or take part in that conference. This year it was up at Belmont College up in uh, Belmont County near St. Clairsville, um, not too far from where Ohio University Eastern Campus is. Um, okay. it, was, it was fascinating going up there because I'd never spent any time other than cutting through um, on 70. And uh, to see that there's a Belmont Community College, and next to that was a vocational school, and next to that was Belmont College, and not too far is Ohio University Eastern Campus. So it's like this kind of a collection of uh, education slash higher ed in this area. Anyway, this conference was up there. And I was asked to sit on a panel and talk about our success with being recipients of the uh, Appalachian Communities Grant Program for the Armory, where we received about $2.5 million to finish off what we need to renovate the Armory, sharing that. Uh, But they had other agencies that were there, federal agencies, and state agencies that were in the meeting. And one of the questions that I had for them was, we have now the Inflation Reduction Act, which mm-hmm. has a lot of programs geared towards, you know, residential or commercial um, energy efficiencies um, or solar. 
And my question to them was, is there a program in which a city could apply to get funding through IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, to do basically technical assistance in the form of energy audits? Um, and in particular, energy audits for rental units that, you know, are rentals that were once upon a time single family homes, then they were converted into multi-unit rental units. Right. And because uh, oh. I, I look around the city and notice some rental units where they may have single pane windows, you know, or or other things which are very inefficient. Um, and so creating a energy audit on units and then also opening up the opportunity for the an in, uh, for a landlord to be able to um, receive an IRA either a rebate or a tax um, incentive or something to put energy efficiencies in their units because at the end of the day when you think about it so often it's the tenant that is paying the, the utility bills of course and if you've got energy efficiencies in your rental unit that means that the the person renting who holds the lease is having to you know potentially pay very high electric bills or gas bills or whatever the bill is because of lack of efficiencies in their unit so trying to and, and i'm not I really don't mean to speak against landlords or anything like that, and certainly we need a lot of them here in Athens because of the students and all. But, um, you know, the way you take care of your home, your own home, is uh, there's a greater interest in keeping it in great shape than there there is if it's a rental property that you're, you know what I'm trying to say? I do. I do. And I don't mean that badly because I have some very close friends who own a number of rentals. I have one. And it I can't I have more trouble with one than they do with fifty. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. Um but yes, can there can there be something to assist both the landlords and the tenants to economize and have more efficient systems right so the department of energy was there um, at the conference uh, we had eda federal eda who was there so i posed the question to them and they are there was a uh, an interagency working group uh and the chair of that it was an uh uh was there and it was the interagency director who said this is a fascinating question that mm. has not come up before but why not I, we're not the only community no but we're a community that has 80 percent of our housing stock is our housing units our rental units and so for me like i said I, i'll share i was sitting at a restaurant uptown and i was looking at a building that has rental units on the second floor and I noticed that that place has single pane windows you know and it has old window casements and 
I can't imagine that that is that there's any energy efficiency. And sometimes it just takes, you know, getting a thermal, the thermal gun and saying, oh, look how much energy is leaking from this house. Oh, darn. Um, well, that was from Solar America. Oh, they're yeah. listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, they were they were really interested in my question, and mm-hmm. uh, so I'm going to continue to engage with them to see if there's there's things that they've not thought about, and they even they admitted that they said we've never thought of that before, and I said, yeah, well, cities are where the boots hit the ground, and we administer a lot of different programs. Um, and this is something that I think would be beneficial to, at the end of the day, to those who are renting and paying exorbitant energy bills for where it is that they're staying. So, so that was interesting. That was probably one of the highlights for me um, out of that particular conference. My first home, I'm changing topics, my first home was on Patton Street. Very short street, right behind Kindred Market. Sure. Um, Then I ended up moving to Hanlon on the west side. Another short street. But uh, (laughs) anyway, and it was a really unique little house. But, you know, there's, there's a thing called the West Side Neighborhood Association. And... Um, I've lived on the east side. I've lived on the west side. I've lived now on the FINA, Far East Neighborhood um, Association, and, and all of these things. And, you know, each part of Athens has uniquenesses that they can be proud of. And, um, well, anyway, the West Side Neighborhood Association, you had a meeting, right? We did. They uh, did. How often I, does that happen? They meet monthly. Okay. Um, they meet down at the Central Avenue Church. Sure. So I went last night. Uh, the meeting was 6.30 to 8, uh, and I was there for pretty much the entirety of that meeting to engage and, and listen to concerns and whatnot. And and it was a wonderful meeting. Um, a lot of good information that I shared back with the service safety director and said, you know, some of this we can really take on. Uh, a lot of questions about Arts West, uh, and more importantly, ideas about things that could happen in Arts West that came from this group. You know, everything from um, West Side you know, garage sale, um, or rummage sale, rather, mm-hmm. which is something that used to happen in the Armory back in the day. The yes. Armory would have yes. rummage sales. Um, and so, you know, that was something that came up, um, using it for poetry readings, not using it solely, but having poetry readings there, having more musical performances in there, possibly during the winter months, having movies that are shown in there, which I think would be a lot of fun. It would kind of complement the mu- the movies in the park that mm-hmm. uh, director Catherine Ann Jordan has been doing. So uh, those ideas came up. Uh, there was a, a lot more ideas that they were at least throwing out there to see if the Arts West facility could be um, more uh, used more often sure. for sundry different things. So that was a lot of fun. A lot of interesting questions or comments came forward with um, various concerns, things that are are for those who were in attendance that they were noticing 
um, everything from, you know, litter at the more heavily used bus stops. Um, I know that the bus stop that's at the end of Central Avenue and West State Street okay. is one that uh, they had identified as having a lot of things left behind by people who are trying to catch the bus. And so trying to explore, you know. Well, I mean, let me, let, me, let me just take a little example like that. Is there a wastebasket there? There is not. How simple. Correct. And I think people would use it. I do too. Have you, I know I've been in communities where the bus stops that have, you know, a signpost that this is the bus stop, oh. that they have these these smaller trash receptacles that are literally just bolted to yeah, yeah. that sign having something that's you know right there and uh you know for so that people can dispose of trash properly you know i mean it could be uh the rotary club or the kiwanis club or something that it could be say hey we'll take that little project on and we'll put a little trash container at every bus stop you know, what a neat idea. You know, even our bus shelters that you see on East State Street, you know, I don't believe that those have trash receptacles, yet you often see stuff that's left on the bench that's in there mm. or whatever. Um, sometimes I even see shopping carts sitting inside those bus shelters um, from yeah. Kroger. Or I've always wondered about those bus shelters. If it's raining, I can't imagine someone staying dry under it. They're not very large. If you know what I mean? They're, thick, no, they're narrow. You, you huddle to the back corner. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm just messing with you. But, um, yeah, you know, that's a neat project that some, you know, sure the city can do it, but maybe some local organization would be thrilled to have their little logo on it. Sure. Know? Yeah. You know, one of the things I've heard a lot lately, I engaged with Graduate Student Senate at Ohio University. Yes. And uh, the, the, the major concern or issue that came up from them was transit, uh, and in particular, weekend transit. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's something that, uh, you know, we're going to get to work on. Our transit system here in the city of Athens, while it's it's subsidized by the city, it is managed and operated by HAPCAP, uh, Hawking Athens Perry Community Action. And um, I know that during COVID and post-COVID, they had challenges. Um, when you know, they do a good job, but it's a massive area. And, you know... Um, they need some help. Well, they're doing a great job. Yeah. You know, but to expand services or the times of service mm -hmm. is an area where um, I'm, I'd like to try and funding, try to find funding to make that work. You know, when listening to these students saying, I, you know, there is no service on Sunday and I'd like to do shopping on Sunday. And I don't have transportation because I'm not from Athens and I don't have a car. We have a lot of international students. Uh, and a lot of international graduate students. And uh, again, they they don't come here with a vehicle. I mean, they can't. Um, and that becomes a real obstacle. We don't have a rental car company in Athens. You know, did you realize that? We used to have Enterprise at uh, down at Don Wood. Enterprise Corporate decided to pull out. Um, 
I really hadn't thought about that. Well, but I guess you're right. We don't. You know, we have bird e-bikes and e-scooters, but you can't carry groceries on a scooter. Um, The e-bikes, you know, if they have a basket on I want to try one of those so badly. What, the e-bike or the scooter? Any any of that stuff. The library has them to to borrow, too. Bicycles? Um, Electric bikes and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a lot of different bikes there. Oh, mercy, yes. So, uh, (laughs) anyway. Oh, well, we're a little bit off. But the point is we need to have better transportation options. Options. um, Change the schedules, adapt, um, and meet the needs of those who need it. You know, the other thing we need, Dave, is we need to have uh, fixed service that goes up the 13 corridor all the way up to Gloucester. You know, to mm-hmm. be able to service Gloucester, Trimble, Jacksonville, uh, and all the other uh, smaller unincorporated uh, areas along the way. Uh, now, I saw a report recently that says we need six more ice cream shops. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Wonderful. So keep that in mind. Um, now, okay, you know, here it is, um, 9.53. We got six minutes left. Halloween. Yeah. It's just around the corner. In my days on city council and all of that stuff, the members of the city council, you know, went out, they assisted, they participated, um, they also smiled. You know, it was um, it was fascinating. Um, well, I don't know if that still happens, but it is a big event. Athens is famous for it. Halloween this year. Yeah, Halloween this year. So the city is really kind of taking... Oh, darn. I thought I turned that down. The city's kind of taking... Uh, managing the Halloween block party, if you will. Um, You know, Halloween block parties are something that used to happen to the city, not with the city. And so we're kind of shifting that narrative to where it's, we're working together on the Halloween block party. We're working with passion works for, with the honey for the heart parade. Mm -hmm. We are going to do some other events because, you know, one of the things we recognized way back when is that with the block party, with the Halloween event, we close down Court Street early and don't do anything until the you know revelers come out at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever, yet the streets close down. So we, and that was a safety measure. So, so right. we continue to close the street down. But we're seeing more and more family-friendly events that are happening earlier in the day. Um, I know that Director Catherine Ann Jordan is going to be doing some some storybook readings from the stage. There's going to be a, probably a, a, call, a costume comp- competition. Judging, yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, going on there. There will also be um, the Uptown Business Association is going to do their trick or treating on that same well, Saturday, which is the 28th. You know, there was this effort to kill it, to stop it, not allow it to happen, and. It's going to happen because of tradition and the the pride that the university students have in it. Now, <clears throat> it's become a pride thing for the community, too. 
And, you know, so finally they stopped trying to stop it. I I became the, the, the chair of it years ago, and we had a good event. And uh, other people have chaired it since then, and it's just wonderful. And I love to go and stand on the steps of the uh, First Presbyterian Church and watch people pass by, and the 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 happiness, and it's just a neat scene. Yeah, the Honey for the Heart Parade is a neat scene. Yeah, because you know, all people join in with that. To, you know, so it's it's fun. So that'll be happening the twenty eighth. The neighborhood trick-or-treating will be on Halloween. It'll be the 31st of October. Uh, it's something that we transitioned to during my tenure as mayor. It was like, well, why do we keep bouncing Halloween around all over the place? <laughs> where it was the yeah. Thursday before Halloween or the Thursday before the block party. Yeah. Well, you know, have it on Halloween. You know, that's when it should be. It's mm-hmm. when... Everywhere I've ever lived in my lifetime, it's always been on the 31st. So so anyway, it's the 31st, um, just FYI. Uh, I have 400 kids typically come by my front door. Yeah, your door. neighborhood, you know, the whole Far East neighborhood, <laughs> yeah, that's a go-to. Yeah. The Near East is a go-to. And then right afterwards, you know, they'll go Avenue down to the community center and have an event center. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It is fun. And, you know, I think I have to give props to people who were super creative during COVID to where uh, people would put like stick lollipops or whatever, you know, um, uh, yeah, in the ground and let people come by and, and grab it. And so everything was hands free or some people used, you know, PVC pipe. I did. From the slid, slid it down. down. Yeah. Into people's bags. Won't have to you do know. that so much this you, year. You probably beamed a couple little kids in the head with something, Dave. No, but, they just uh, held their bucket at the base <laughs> okay. and it would clink in. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. Um, we've got about a minute left. Um, Steve, I've always, I can't remember if I've asked you this question in the past or not. What's your favorite hobby? My favorite hobby? Hobby. Um, besides removing graffiti and stickers from lampposts in the uptown area, I'd have to say my favorite hobby is, uh, it's not a hobby. It's snow skiing. You know, I love snow skiing. You know, to me. Uh, so Vail, have you been to Vail? I have not. No, I've been to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I've yeah. been skied on Mount Hood and in, in, outside of Portland, Oregon. I've skied See, Park went, City, Utah. I've you know, skied I went to college out Alta. there. And, um, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I ski learned out that. here. I'll, you know, I go to West Virginia and ski in, at Canaan. I ski at Timberline. I ski at One Wisp, of my, one of my best friends was a guy by the name of Joe Vording. Look him up in the Olympics. He's um, and he taught me how to ski on Thanksgiving Day in one day at uh, Vale. Oh well. Well, oh, listen, no. I just was curious about hobbies. Yeah. So snow skiing—that's yeah. interesting. Woodworking. I enjoy woodworking. Uh, again, it's not a hobby; it's more just honing skills. You know, yeah. that—that's my zen. Steve, it's always a pleasure to have you in. And um, folks, we will skip next month. Um, just because of election laws, right? And we don't want to um, upset anybody. So, um, but he'll be back with us uh, after that. And um 
In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Cinema. Ohio, AM 970 and 97.3 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.